This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, talking districts five and six, week in, week out in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey, as always, joined by Sean Kane. Sean, what's going on? How you doing? I'm I'm cold, but think about this. Put this put this in your mind. We are 23 days away from spring sports. <laughs> 23 days. But uh, yeah, it's I just started diving into some of my own coaching stuff. And I it's kind of unreal to think about considering I, it's so icy. I can barely make it inside the school. But uh, yeah, and uh, district action heating up. And I just was thinking, you know, love it or hate it. Uh, district play in Idaho is kind of something unique and it's a it's a very exciting time and it's fun and especially in basketball because when you look through the basketball a lot of, there's not a lot of chances in basketball so you know there's there's a lot of parity and where you're gonna be and I just you know watching a game last night and thinking like man districts are it's a cool thing in Idaho um just just to get that chance to to play and make it to state and uh you know, all your hard work kind of culminates to right now. Yeah, it is an exciting time of year, and we will, uh, I'll bust out my alter ego, Brackets Baney, here in just a moment as we're talking about girls' hoops. Um, I, I did want to mention, you're right, it's been frigid here in Idaho, really since what, like last Friday is really when this cold front started to come in. It affected a lot of games over the weekend, uh, and then it started affecting school, right, pretty much Every school that I know of in East Idaho was closed Monday and Tuesday. And today, finally, they're like, well, I guess we got to go back, even though it's still like, you know, single digit temperatures. So it's definitely had an impact. And, and it and it specifically had an impact on one of the girls basketball postseason games that we will get to in just a moment. But before we dive into the girls brackets, I did want to touch really quickly on boys basketball. Sean, last night uh, I had the pleasure of watching with my own eyes the Pocatello Thunder for the first time this year. Uh, we did it. We did a Magic Valley game night. Pocatello was on the road at Minico. I was uh, running the camera slash doing color for the game. And I'll tell you what, Pocatello looked pretty impressive. They they got the win 68 to 52. It was a close game until about a minute to go in the third quarter. And that's when Pokey finally kind of pulled away. But Man, I was really impressed. I, I guess I'm late to the party of what everybody already knew, and that's Pokey's pretty good this year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you got Julian Bowie, who's obviously going to put up, a, you know, a, a great stat line every night. But like I said previously on this on this cast, is that they've just got a ton of players that can go in and score and shoot threes. And I think that's what makes them really unique. You know, like Parker Smith, Kessler Vaughn. You just got... They just have like endless guys, crew hails that can come in and and get them points whenever they need it. And uh, I think that's how many just I don't want to call them role players because, you know, they've got probably like six, seven guys that would start on other teams. You know what I mean? I think they've just got a lot of good players and that makes that uh, that thunder, uh, you know, roll a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I was pretty impressed last night with Pocatello specifically uh, the way they move the ball. Their ball movement is impeccable. Uh, it, it reminds me a lot of the Golden State Warriors, if we're being honest, where you've got Gage Ontiveros, right, 6'10", underneath, occupying a lot of attention, rightfully so. And like you mentioned, Sean, they're all such great shooters. 
that the defense has to account for them. You can't just leave a guy alone. And they whip the ball around the perimeter so quickly that it leads to a lot of good looks from the basket. That's what happened last night at Minico. Pokey started hot from the three-point line. They finished hot from the three-point line. Julian Bowie had 29 points in the win. He was the IdahoSports.com player of the game, presented by the Idaho Transportation Department. He hit, I mean, he was taking them from a good, you know, 35 feet out and, and knocking them down. And to me, the most important guy to, to Pocatello's fortunes at state, because we know they've got Bowie, who can go get you a bucket if you need it. We know they've got Gage Ontiveros now, who can match up underneath with because let's be honest, Pocatello and Hillcrest are kind of on this collision course, it appears again. Ontiveros is the guy that can handle Isaac Davis down low. To me, the important guy and the guy that really has st- stirred a lot of their success this year is Kessler Vaughn. To me, he's the guy. He is, if Pokey's going to do this thing and get back to the championship and get the win, uh, he's got to be there, and he has been there for most of the year. And so I've been really impressed with Kessler Vaughn as well. Yeah, he's a hustle player, and uh, he facilitates, right? Like you say, you got all these guys, but who's going to give him the ball? And he, uh, I don't think he, I don't think they do anything like a half court. It's like transition, 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 <laughs> transition, and then run some more. And they do it fast. And I mean, that's the only way I could see beating them is you either match their pace or. You, or they go cold from the three-point line because um, if you double-team anyone, you're going to leave someone that can shoot open. And, yeah, I would agree with it there. He He's a big piece of it. And I think, you know, as long as they get that second and third scoring option, I think they're a very dangerous team. Yeah. So, anyways, I just wanted to personally say, got to see Pokey play for the first time last <laughs> night, and, man, they looked good. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they definitely deserve now, all the hype for sure. Now, now you have to see Preston and then. <laughs> yeah Cause, right because uh, they, they had a good game i watched they played hillcrest they're beating hillcrest at halftime and just kind of just got away from him at the end so again you know uh i i can't wait for that next um because Preston almost went into the pit and and won and so the next game will be down in Preston, which we know is uh i heard in uh, 13 years only like 20 games have been lost down there or something so some kind yeah. of crazy stat it's hard to go down there and win so i think that will be the that'll be a big game um coming up here either this week or next i can't remember off the top of my head but that'll be a that'll be a big game i think just for 4a in general boys basketball to see what pans out of that yeah uh because if pokey wins that they get the number one seed to districts unquestioned uh which gives them the first round bye which is huge uh and even if they split depending on the point differential um could still be pokey's uh, league to lose so yes uh, they look very good that was the first time I'd seen Pokey with my own eyes you know I've watched film this year but there's a yeah. difference between the seeing speed a team, yeah seeing a team live versus on film so all right well let's move now to girls basketball because the postseason has arrived we are going to if you're watching this video on the idahosports.com youtube channel I'm going to share my screen so you'll be able to see the brackets right here on the video as we go along. If you are watching, maybe make your screen full size. That way the brackets are a little easier to read. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, uh, no big deal. You can follow along with the brackets. We've got all of them right at the homepage at idahosports.com. Every district across the state, every classification, all the brackets are right there. We're updating them every single night. I figured, Sean, I'd start with 1A D2 
and work our way up to 5A because 1A D2 kicked off the entire state postseason last week. We talked about this, right? Taylor's Crossing and Clark County in that play-in game. And Dubois, it was uh, a week ago. Hard to believe, but <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so okay, let's take a look at this bracket here for uh district five and six. So Clark County did win that play in game over Taylor's Crossing 43 to 25. So they moved into the double elimination portion of the bracket. And then you'll see uh, on the bracket here, Clark County played Rockland, the number one seed. They forfeited that contest. So it goes down as a two-nothing win for Rockland there. Now, I want to let everybody know, Clark County didn't forfeit the game because, boy, Rockland's so good and we're overmatched and we don't think we can compete. They had every intention of going down to Rockland and competing, but the weather was so bad on Saturday uh, that they they said, we, we don't want to risk it. Like, we don't want to risk driving in these really bad conditions, especially where they're at in, in the far north part of east idaho the wind was blowing really bad and driving conditions were not ideal so that is why clark county forfeited that game it was weather related nothing to do with we don't want to compete they wanted to compete so that was kind of a bummer um but with that clark county uh now plays showban in a loser out game showban was the four seed they hosted water springs and we had a we had a comment on on our youtube channel about this saying that people are sleeping on the Water Springs girls a little bit. Uh, they they nearly beat Showban the first time they played this year, and they led Ledor in their matchup with the number three seed for three quarters of that game before Ledor came back and won. So Water Springs, quote-unquote, upset Showban 58-39. to 39. So you've got Showban hosting Clark County in a loser-out game tomorrow night. Rockland, meanwhile, is hosting Water Springs in the first semifinal uh, and that is tonight uh, at six o'clock. So what do you think of this first semi Rockland and water Springs? Well, I mean, you know, you've got, you've got Rockland and uh, I mean, I, you know, look, just looking at that score line though, uh, against Showban, I thought that was going to be a close game. Obviously we talked about that and uh, you know, that's like, like I was saying at the start of the show is you, you just can't count out district play. A lot of teams come with some different looks and different things. Uh, I mean, Obviously, I, I like Rockland to kind of come out of this district, but man, Water String Springs is a dangerous five seed right now, and uh, yeah, I think it'll that it'll be. I think it might be when we look back at what the score is tonight. It might be closer than we would have originally thought. Yeah, because for Rockland now, it's been a bit of a layoff, right? They haven't um, they haven't played in a while, so you know we'll see if they can knock off the rust there. And uh, come through. And, and then on the bottom half of the bracket, uh, it went chalk. Number two, Mackey beats number seven, North Gym, 52 to 12. Number three, Ledor beats uh, number six, Grace Lutheran, 54-31. So you've got uh, Gr Grace Lutheran hosting North Gym in a loser out game tomorrow night at Grace Lutheran. And then the other semifinal tonight, Ledor and Mackey at seven o'clock in Mackey and there's a good chance these two teams are playing again later on at districts for that second and final spot to state. Yeah, I think obviously you want to win this game, but I don't think this necessarily means it's the end of your season, right? I mean, obviously it's two and out, but whoever wins this, I think is in a better, better position. I like Mackey. I think Mackey's played Rockland the toughest 
I think really out of anyone, you know, in, in this conference. And I think they, they have a good chance, but Ledor again is like you said, last, last week, you know, they're the, the team that, you know, made it to state last year um, as a second seed. So, you know, kind of a, kind of an interesting matchup. And like I said, district, the district play is, it's just different. Sometimes the gym's not as busy, you know, it's just different environment. And it's kind of, if the, you know, if the girls are ready to come out and step up. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how that matchup goes tonight in Mackey. But that's what's going on at the 1A D2 level. Let's move on uh, to the 1A D1s. This is the High uh, Desert Conference. Uh, they have their first game uh, Monday night. This is all taking place at Thunder Ridge High School. Uh, Chalice, the three seed. Butte County, the two seed. Pirates win 50-33. to 33 setting up the undefeated semifinal game tonight, Sean. We're recording this on Wednesday the 1st. They will play tonight at Thunder Ridge. It is one versus two, Grace versus Butte County. Uh, neither matchup was particularly close in the regular season. Grace won both. Grace is a team I think a lot of people are sleeping on. They've got Melody Strotman and uh, just a litany of athletes behind her. Um, they've got another uh, Clegg, I believe, on the team. So, I mean, there's just a lot of really good players for this Grace team. Yeah, you know, just kind of like the football team, right? Grace is kind of just kind of just doing their thing, winning games, and it's kind of the same for girls basketball. They're just kind of, you know, the, obviously the number one seed. It's not a gigantic district, but they're, you know, they're they're gonna. They're, I I would uh, I would like them to probably win this out, but. Um, yeah, Grace is they've been playing well all year and uh they will have a good shot at winning, I think. Yeah, Grace is 16 and 4 on the season. They beat Butte County by scores of 55 to 21 and then 47 to 38 in the regular season finale. So Butte County did close the gap a little bit, but man, Melody Stratman I talked about, Carly Christensen, Sydney Smith, um they've got JC Christensen, they've got Tenley Walker. Tenley Walker and Lindsey Rigby are the only seniors on the team. Otherwise, it is a group of six juniors and a sophomore. So this is a Grace team that's going to be right in the mix again next year as well. But uh, we, we like Grace in this first matchup with Butte County, and we like them as well in the district championship. That will be next Monday, 7 o'clock at Thunder Ridge High. Sean, we are going to be broadcasting that game on IdahoSports.com, the district championship game between uh, – I mean, it could, be any it, of the three. it could be any of the three. We think it's probably going to be Grace Butte County in a rematch, but we're very excited to bring that game to you on IdahoSports.com. And uh, we're, we're, we're getting more and more district games added to our broadcast schedule. Just keep checking the game streams tab on the homepage at IdahoSports.com to figure out which games we will be broadcasting from districts. All right, let's move to the 2A ranks and let's go to, let's start in the nuke. The nuclear conference uh we had this is kind of a funky bracket where there's five teams and it's the number two seed that gets the buy in the opening round it's kind of um, like volleyball volleyball sometimes has brackets like that yeah sometimes i think it's beneficial to play a game than to not play and wait i, I don't know that's kind of i don't know where i stand on that but i i feel if you're the you know if you're the one you should get the benefits of not having you know having that buy but you know uh, coaches will say they like they don't like going in cold which i can understand too so 
Yeah. So, so the, so the number one seed has to play right away, but in theory, you're playing the worst team, the five seed. And then if you win that, you get a buy all the way into the undefeated semifinals. So there's, I mean, there's definitely an advantage to be in the number one seed. Ryrie is the one seed. They played salmon on Monday and won 54 to 32. Then you had three versus four. Firth beats West Jefferson by 11 on Monday, 44, 33. And then last night, Loser out game, West J knocks out Salmon, 48-35. And then North Fremont, the two seed, uh, off their first round bye, played Firth. So it was a two versus three matchup. North Fremont wins by 10, 36-26. So it sets up now tomorrow night. Firth will host West J in a loser out game. Ryrie will host North Fremont in the undefeated semifinal. What do we what do we make of this this matchup here? Because Right now, assuming Ryrie and North Fremont both get to state, Sean, they would play in the four versus five matchup in the opening round. But it would be North Fremont who would be the higher seed based on the Max Preps rankings, even though Ryrie is the team that, you know, actually went out and won the league. Um, North Fremont piled up a very impressive regular season record, 18 and three overall. They did lose. I mean, two of their three losses were to Ryrie, though. The Bulldogs are 16 and six. You know, it's one of those those things where, like, you know, you don't want to play the team eight times or whatever, right? You want, you kind of want to be done with them. So it's kind of hard. You know, you kind of think, you know, you kind of think, oh, you know, we've beat them, we've beat them. But man, you know, when you have to play them that fifth or fourth time, it's like anything can happen. So, um, you know, I think if you're Ryrie, you definitely want to, you want to win this. But, uh, you know, Firth is Firth is kind of my dark horse here, so I I could see Firth and um, maybe North Fremont having another tough tough battle there. But you just kind of look at these scores, and these scores are kind of low, and you kind of see that sometimes in districts where the scoring kind of goes down a little bit. You kind of get the the nerves and that kind of stuff, and so I think it'll be the team that can kind of just settle in and 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 ride out um, the tournament. But I mean, if it ends up being uh, North Fremont and Ryrie, I mean, that's just, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> hey, that would be all they right. Have the there play, are, uh... They have the play-in game too, though, right? Like that. So if they take second, they have to go into the play-in, correct? Correct. So there are one and a half bids available from this district, which is a good way for us to transition into District 5, the Southeast Idaho Conference in 2A, because the second place teams from District 5 and 6 will play each other in that play-in game to go to state. So here we have the first play-in game last night. Aberdeen had to go to Bear Lake, the five versus the four. Bear Lake wins 55-25. So now we've got this four-team double elimination tournament. Soda Springs, the number one seed, the overwhelming favorite. They'll host Bear Lake tomorrow night at seven. Malad won the two seed. I think a lot of people have been sleeping on Malad and first-year coach Trevor Jones. He's done a fantastic job with the Dragons. They are hosting Westside, the three seed. That also is tomorrow night, seven o'clock. What do you think of this league, Sean? We like Soda at the top. Yeah, who, yeah. who gets that second spot for the play-in game? Soda Springs is definitely kind of the perennial powerhouse out of this conference. But oh man, yeah, Malad's kind of slowly crept in there. You know, Bear Lake and Westside both both have been kind of strong. But I kind I kind of like Malad coming out as the second seed. I, I don't know if any. Anyone really has enough firepower to take down Soda Springs at this point, but I kind of like I kind of like Malad's chances here. 
Okay, that's interesting. Um, let's take a look at how they did in the regular season. Uh, the same thing happened in volleyball, where Westside kept getting the benefit of the doubt, and, and deservedly so, but Malad was the team that, you know, beat Westside and then kept it close and kept it competitive, and they just, I don't know, they just never seemed to get their proper due. Malad went 5-3 and three in the league this year. Uh, they beat Westside 47-45, to 45, so they beat Westside by two. And then in the rematch, they won by 10, 50 to 40. So they swept Westside in the regular season. You might be going, okay, well, where did that third loss come from? They lost to Aberdeen in kind of a head scratcher, 57 to 55. So I don't know what happened in that game from Malad, but I, I like Soda and Malad, I think, pretty easily. Yeah, I I would agree. It's just, you know, yeah, because um, Bear Lake in the playing game beat Aberdeen 55 25. So that is kind of a head scratcher, but. You know, like I said, just when you get into these district matches, they've seen each other. They know what's going on. I just like when coaches come up with something different, and we'll get into that probably, I think, a little bit later in, in the brackets. I'll have some more comments about that because I saw some different kind of uh, plans and schemes last night. So that's I, I like Malad, though, but um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Westside's always got a great group of girls, right? And they, they come in and play hard, so... It'll be interesting to see, but I think Soda Springs wins this district. Yeah, I I, I like the Cardinals a lot with uh, Genetti Garbit and, and company Z, uh, Zippy Somson. And uh, yeah, they've got a lot of really good, talented athletes there. Um, and then, you know, when it gets to that playing game, you know, if it's Firth and Malad or North Fremont and Malad or North Fremont Westside, whatever the matchup is, I still kind of lean Nuke over District 5. Um, but that playing game should be a lot of fun. That'll be at, uh, I assume the pit could be the palace yes. Pocatello high though, Saturday, February 11th. So, and those games are always kind of weird, right? The teams travel. It's kind of quiet. It's kind of, you have to bring it's all it's to me when I watch those playing games, it's like the team that brings their own energy. Like they bring, like they've got their, you know, their headphones in, but there's nothing on their head because they're, they're ready to go. So, I like the team that kind of comes in like, you know, it's still a, like a normal game. Our crowd's cheering for us, even though it's a, you know, kind of a weird atmosphere. Yeah, it's a little sterile sometimes for sure. Um, okay, let's move to 3A uh, girls hoops. Let's start in District 5 this time. Uh, Snake River is the number one seed overall. American Falls and Marsh Valley actually tied for second, but the Beavers got the two seed on the strength of the tiebreaker. They got to host Marsh Valley last night and they win 51 to 40 sets up the undefeated semifinal tomorrow night, American falls at snake river. I like snake to, to win this district. And I like American falls to then compete in the regional play in game against second place from district six. And I think I would, you know, I think American falls could hold up pretty well, no matter who they played, whether that was sugar Salem or Teton. Um, I think I think American Falls could hold their own and, and then advance to the true state play-in game. But what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, if you're watching at home and can see that bottom half of the bracket, right? It's kind of the that's kind of the interesting thing. I, you know, I've seen Snake River play. I've been big on Snake River. I think Snake River is um, gonna probably win this out and probably make a deep run at state. And and then yeah, then that play-in game you know, either Teton or Sugar, and we'll get to that, right? I mean, that's a very intriguing matchup. And then, then whoever wins that has to play one more. So 
it you'll be you've made your way to state the hard way if you take second right i mean it's going to be tough but i do i do like american falls they've been they've been a good team this year they've kind of been a little under the radar um but i snake rivers snake river is a good team they've got you know they've got you got some height and and they got some shooting and they got a little bit of all so i do i do like snake river yeah i i like the panthers there as well and so yeah then they will play the second place team will play the second place team from district six they had their opening game last night teton defeated south fremont 65 to 53 um, they, they were scheduled to play each other. I think it was on Friday night in their regular season finale, Teton and South, and the weather was so bad. We talked about the horrendous weather. They said basically like, eh, let's just scrap it. We'll see you at districts. We, we don't want to play you two times in like four days anyways, so let's just let's just do the district thing. Uh, Teton wins that game last night, 65-53. So it sets up tomorrow night, Teton at Sugar in the undefeated semifinal. Uh, Sugar, of course, with Coach Crystal Daly. Tremendous program year in, year out. They're definitely the favorites here. Teton could get to that play-in game, and I still think if it was Teton and American Falls, I think I'd lean American Falls just a little, but what do you think? Um, Man, I... Yeah, I... It, <laughs> I mean, I think it's just so tough when you get to those games. Um, You know, I think... Both teams have some experience and, and different things, but I think it will kind of be like who comes like, you know, did you come out of it and get beat badly or did you come out of it and you almost got it and you're like ready to go? You know, like what's your mindset going into those play playing games? And of course, like none of this is set in stone, right? I mean, potentially you're going to have um, Sugar and uh, Teton play again, right? In the next round that that could potentially happen. So um, it'll be interesting, but I do, I do like sure kind of taking this and, um, I'm going to lean American falls too. I think at this point. Swayed. Yeah. I, I, I did into it. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I don't know. Teton will probably win now because I said that. Sorry. I said it with <laughs> such conviction. I, I swung you over to my side. So, uh, job well done. So yeah, that's what's going on at three. A, um, they should again, be one conference. <laughs> they should just combine. Yes, uh, I, I think that'd be cool. I don't. Yeah, we've talked about this on prior episodes. I just don't understand it. They all play each other anyways in non-conference, so why not? You know. And then you don't get that where like you know Teton's played Sugar how many times now, and maybe T Sugar just has an off night, and then Teton wins, and it yeah, it's kind of frustrating to keep playing the same team over over again. I think um, as far as the conference goes, it's when you have a bigger conference, you have a lot more kind of parity and separation from those matchups sometimes. Happened in girls <laughs> soccer this year, right? Teton yep. ended Sugar's undefeated season. <laughs> so, yep, you never know. That's for sure. All right, let's uh, move on up to 4A, Sean. Let's let's start with the High Country Conference up in District 6. We had the first uh, round games last night. Three versus six. Hillcrest, the three, beats Bonneville 56-37. The four versus the five matchup. Skyline, how about that? A little Tiger Grizz in the opening round. Skyline had to travel to Idaho Falls. Uh, the Tigers get the win 62 to 55. So that sets up tomorrow night a loser out game between Skyline and Bonneville. The Grizz will host that at the Taj Grizz. And then you've got your, your two semifinals. Shelly, the one seed. Blackfoot, the two seed. They got the first round buys. It'll be Hillcrest at Blackfoot. Idaho Falls at Shelly. 
Shelly has been kind of the precarious leader all year. Blackfoot did get Shelly once in the regular season. Blackfoot's got the the more you know experienced team in terms of postseason success. What do you and, and Hillcrest, I think, is a is a dark horse lurking, ready to steal one of these bids. What do you make of this this final four here? And I would go, I would go my dark horse is Ameri- or uh, sorry, is Idaho Falls because I've seen Idaho Falls play. And I, I think they're pretty good too. They um, they can slow it down and play. And I, I was kind of surprised that I don't, even though this it's four and five, I was kind of surprised Idaho Falls beat Skyline. So Idaho Falls is a team that can go out there and I kind of think could make some some noise um, as well. I mean, I, you know, I think you got a, just a fantastic matchup between Blackfoot and Hillcrest in the, in the bottom semi and, I oh man I you know I don't know where that goes but I'm I would go Blackfoot just because you you know I think their three point shooting kind of helps them in kind of when you get into these playoffs districts and then uh, Shelley and Idaho Falls I think will be a real interesting game you know can Shelley kind of solidify themselves as that that top dog and you know kind of get a get get a good win and then you know make it to the championship game and and uh, kind of put it away I don't know I think. I think you've got a bunch of teams here that all could compete at state and only two are going to make it right. So I think uh, they're pretty good. And, and like Skyline is a five Skylines. I've seen them play live. They're, they're a pretty good team for a five seed in a district tournament. And they, you know, they're, they, they're able to put up some points. So man, I, I I'm, I'm going to lean Shelly just because they're the number one, but I, I do like Idaho falls, maybe sneaking in there somehow. Um, when it's all said and done. Yeah. And I just, Skyline has been the biggest, the biggest puzzle to me. Like I mean, this, they, the head scratcher. Yeah. I just, uh, something, uh, something is missing there. And I just, I can't put my finger on it because every time I watch them play, they look pretty good. And and yet they're one game away from their season being over. And this is a team that got to the championship last year and brought back some pretty big pieces from that team. So I don't know. This is something weird going on there. But anyway, I think the strength of this league is well showcased. If if state happened today, and and we we've started a new uh, daily feature on the website idahosports.com. It's my daily bracketology. Every morning I go in and I update. You know, based on what happened at districts. You know, if state happened today, who would be the teams that would be in? What would the matchups be? And Shelly would be the number one overall seed at state based on max preps. Blackfoot would be the number two seed overall based on max preps. And then beyond that, you know, Hillcrest is seventh. Idaho Falls, I think, is ninth. So you're talking about, you know, four teams in the top 10 of the max preps rankings. Very strong league. Yeah, just, yeah, super strong. And in that bracketology thing, you've got, you know, Pocatello versus BK is the four and the five. And, um bishop kelly and and they played earlier in the idaho shootout and that was one of the most competitive games i've seen all year as far as girls play um just back and forth action so yeah there's going to be out of this dis, out of district six i think there's going to be a team that doesn't make it that would um that could have some complaints <laughs> we'll just say that they could file a complaint at the complaint department that they're taking all those <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, just, you know, if we're being real districts three and four are very weak this year and they both get two teams to state, there's going to be, you know, if Shelly and Blackfoot get to state, 
those first two games in the opening round could get ugly, I think, personally. But um, we'll, we'll see. They got to get there first. And that's what's going on in District 6. Meanwhile, in District 5, you've got Pocatello, the one seed. They had the first round by last night, Sean. Century was the two. Preston, the three. They played last night at Century at the Snake Pit. You had a front row seat for this one. Century wins by 11, 39 to 28, setting up now the Crosstown Showdown tomorrow night at Pokey. Yeah, so, you know, um, I believe Preston got um, one of the Coon sisters back last night who hadn't played previously. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Because it was a total, like I'm saying, it was a totally different team. Um, I believe it was Chloe Coons who got up that didn't play previously. Because Century had beat Preston by 20 points both times. and But Preston, man, they came out. It was a totally different game plan. Um, they played far different than I'd seen them play all year. And, you know, Century was just able kind of to weather the storm and come away with a win and set up a game that would probably be really good because, you know, Century and the Thunder just played the other day and it went to overtime. And it was, it was a back-and-forth battle too. So... Um, you know, of course, uh, the Thunder girls were there watching and, uh, you know, and I think, you know, the big takeaway is everyone was, you know, just real surprised of how, how different the Preston team looked like, you know, like I don't want to lose. I don't want to go play Preston in that, that next round because they were, they were like a totally different team. Um, and I think that was real nice to see for, from them because they've had a rough season with injuries and things like that. Just kind of get that turnaround and play a really really good game last night but yeah i you know who who knows what happens tomorrow night in 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 the the palace is where the girls play right and uh you know i i think the thunder have a lot of good tools uh you know and century's got a lot of a lot of length and and height down low and the contrast just leads to good battle and um you know maybe they'll play again in a couple days right so (laughs) i you know I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I might root for Century just being where I'm from, but I, I think Pocatello's got the tools to, you know, whatever team doesn't make it is definitely is better than some of the teams that will, I think. And I think that's, that's just kind of the hard part of it. But like, you know, one coach told me, you know, you, you just got to win to make it. You can't really complain because it is what it is. You either win the games or you don't. I think I know which coach said that. That sounds like, <laughs> yeah, I, I got a pretty good idea of who, who had that uh, that opinion? Um, and they're right. Uh, you you got to worry about what's in front of you, right? You can't. Yep. And I think it. that's the best way to do it, and it's just kind of a good philosophy because you know all these a lot of these five district five and district six uh, conferences and whatever division don't they have the small tournament and you know you just gotta you gotta go and win and that's it and then you win districts get to state then 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 it's a whole different show right. Yeah, you know, I did hear an interesting rumor, and I think the Idaho Statesman has kind of reported on this as well. This isn't really the time for this conversation, but uh, there are there are some 4A teams in East Idaho that are on their way up to 5A, and the thinking is, is that, okay, we're tired of Boise having this mega conference. East Idaho is going to have a mega conference of, you know, eight or nine teams, and we're going to be able to then have more representation at state. So um, that will be fascinating. That's a future problem, but um, that's what I've heard. And that's kind of seems like that's where we're headed. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the numbers don't lie. So, 
Uh, right. Uh, in the in the next cycle, they'll they'll there's going to be a, a ton of movement and um, shake up, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. And hopefully, and just just to kind of get my um, get on my soapbox, I just hope people and 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 districts realize that you know more reps, <laughs> more representation is better. And any way we can kind of get that, I think would would just would make it better and i think then you get a better state tournament you get the best teams um and and sometimes idaho is not progressive and, and that's okay but uh we're taking steps and i think when you get the best teams you get the best tournament you know then there's no complaints right you got the best teams you know you go up you win or you lose whatever but you got the best teams there but i you know the more reps the reps need to equal out so we have uh i think the tournament in the best possible form it can be my own opinion. Yes. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, there's certain classifications where districts five and six come together and there's certain classifications where they are very staunchly apart. And I think, especially Football. at the higher level, <laughs> blending that and getting everybody in the same sandbox is, is an idea that ev everyone seems to be on board with to at least try and then to get more, auto bids to state and things like that. But anyways, another topic for another day. Uh, let's, let's finish with one of the, the classifications where five and six are together. That is the five, a ranks. It's been chalk last night. We had the opening round matchups. Thunder Ridge, the one beat Highland, the four 64, 17 Rigby, the two beat Madison, the three 40 to 29. So uh, Thursday, tomorrow night, it is uh, Madison hosting Highland in a loser out game. And uh, Thunder Ridge Rigby round three in the undefeated semifinal. Uh, this will be at Thunder Ridge, uh, seven o'clock. And then, I mean, there's a good chance we're talking about Thunder and Rigby meeting up for a fourth time in the district championship. And if, you know, both teams get to state, maybe a fifth time at state. <laughs> How crazy is that? Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, the... Uh, the little caveat I got the other day that I didn't know when Thunder Ridge went up to Rigby and won, that was the first time Thunder Ridge had ever won at Rigby, the girls. Oh, so wow. Was, yeah, so they had never won there. Um, they won, you know, Aspen Caldwell had like 100 points last night or something. Twenty, I think 29 points, you know, the Idaho commit. She, I, you know, I think she's, she's the real deal, man. And it's going to be hard to come up with a game plan to beat that team. Um, I like Rigby and Thunder Ridge playing, you know, for that second time. I, I just don't think Highland or Madison have the firepower that um, like Rigby or, or Thunder Ridge, Thunder Ridge. And uh, I, I think they'll be playing at least twice. <laughs> yes. I, Cold, I hard predictions. Yeah, I think that's uh, and hey, that's the uh, title of our podcast. Cold, hard predictions. I like it. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on in, in East Idaho postseason girls basketball. There's, I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, with Thunder Ridge and Shelly and Snake, Snake River. River. Those are all teams that are going to be one or two seeds at state. Rockland. If they, get, if they get there. Rockland would be a one seed overall. Uh, you're talking about uh, I'm trying to think if there's any others. Uh, Grace would be a top three seed. So, I mean, there's there's some strong teams from East Idaho that could be making the trip over to Boise uh, as competed state. But uh, we'll we'll see who gets there. Um, 
And we will be back next week to update more brackets and talk more boys hoops as well, Sean. It's an exciting time, as you said at the beginning. Yeah, it's just a fun. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of sad too, right? You know, because someone doesn't make it. But I I think that's what makes it work, work, you know, worth it. And, um, you know, you know, the the quote is, if you're not nervous, then it's not worth it. So, um, you know, I, you know, the Century Girls, I think, came out a a little nervous last night and i had to give them credit because they they knew it was important and it it was worth it and i kind of thought about that as i was you know they're using my excellent voice peeing (laughs) um but uh um it's worth it and you know you gotta you're you're gonna have to get through those nerves and those teams that figure that out that's uh that's what it's all about and i i really like the district district action and and the rivalries because that's what i mean it's basically a rivalry game every night right now because you're in your district it's you know either an inner city team you're playing or you're the team you play, you know, for the last 50 years and always having that battle. Yep. It's going to be a lot of fun for sure. So uh, we'll buckle up and, and get ready and we'll be back again next week to break it all down for you on another edition of the East Idaho Prepcast. Enjoy the competitions this weekend, everybody. And we'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.